Power of Suits, and welcome in to another episode of the House Party Protocol TTS Special Report. I feel like that's a long name, but you know what? It is what it is. With me today, as always, on the special report, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? I'm pretty good. I'm kind of tired, but that's because I had to wake up earlier this morning. Other than that, I've been fantastic. I was sick over the weekend, and I slept for 48 straight hours and woke up Monday and felt like better than I feel like I've ever felt in my entire life. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I know all about being sick lately, and it's good that you felt better after getting some good rest and everything. I mean, you know, sleeping well, getting good rest, like it's a really important part of life, and it's one of those parts of life that I feel like I miss out on way too much. Modern life only really gives you enough time to sleep for about three hours a night. And then you have to just enjoy it when you go to work in the morning. It certainly does feel that way. It certainly does feel that way. But I've been enjoying things lately myself as it regards to TTS. And I'm going to hop right in today because we have a jam-packed show with a lot to talk about. And uh, it's been a while since we got together. We we kind of had to skip a week because I had COVID and everything. So, you know, is what it is. But I am currently, Merzane, 2-0 and oh in the TTS League. Nice. I was about, I, I haven't played my second game yet. So I was like, what? How do you, how are you? T- I thought there was only one game played. And I, then it occurred to me that you played yours early. <laughs> yeah, I played my first round game late and then my second round game early. And it was uh, some really fun stuff. We took the Weapon X list up against a Web Warriors list in mm. round one. And it was Web Warriors with ASM's leadership. And they had uh, ASM, Doctor Strange, Gwen, and Miles. And I had Logan, X-23, Honey Badger, Sabretooth and Pyro. And he was able to KO Pyro at one point, I think. And it was a lot closer than I think the final score ended up showing. But I was in control of the extract game pretty early. He did a good job of controlling Sabretooth. I had used Dossier on Sabretooth, played Dossier, and then he put the dossier on Miles and kind of kept Miles away the entire game and controlled Sabretooth really well. So I never really got to see the benefits of that, but it was still pretty good. And Pyro had uh, one of his blaster shots popped off and one shot Gwen, like just one of those crazy dice things. And when Gwen's going down, it changes the game. Yes. Uh, They lose a lot when you kill Gwen. Yeah. And it was one of those things where he made a a bit of a gambit for an extract, and it was the right play, but it led to a crazy dice spike. And, you know, there were some good dice swings back and forth throughout the rest of the game, but that particular one was was pretty pretty potent. And then from there, I was able to just kind of, kind of enforce my will on it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, how did your first round go? 
So I played Midnight Suns versus uh, Guardians. We played, I believe it was, yeah, it was 16. Yeah, 16, because that's what I wanted. I played Blade Voodoo, Strange, and Iron Fist versus Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, Gar- uh, I'll say Guardians of the Galaxy again, Ghost Rider, <laughs> <laughs> the Guardian of the Galaxy. The Guardian um, of the Galaxy. <laughs> and uh, Ant-Man. Which you also brought pin particles, which is awesome. I've, I've seen a little bit of Ant Man hitting the table in places, and I'm really excited to see more Ant Man because oh, I think yeah. he's very underrepresented. Um, we played Sword Base and Paranoia. I believe he went first. I don't remember. Yeah, because I picked the 16 points, and he moved Groot up to grab the middle right Paranoia for me. And I just immediately said, oh, thank you. Because then I moved Strange up and shot him, pulled him, took a sword base, and then Blade moved up and uh, cut his arm off or something with his mind katanas. And <laughs> right. Days Groot round one and took his took his uh, token without taking any damage. And I got my, both of my sword bases that paranoia token and my iron fist double move and uh, midnight sun hopped uh, bump in the night to get his back right sword base because his rocket moved was just out and then shot someone and uh, star Lord moved up and got that far right paranoia and man nice. and guard at a ghostwriter deployed on the left and got the middle paranoia and the left sword base for him. So I was like, Oh, well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get priority on sword base, and I'm gonna get the the uh, the paranoia token, and get the benefit for being within two. So I ended up scoring five to his two, and uh, I maintained five just through control. And I sieged of darkness top of the round to kill Groot, um, and then grouped up and just held my ground until. Round three, where I scored six. Nice. I iron fisted Ghost Rider, who was flanking me to try to like get it my like backside and handle some of my weaker dudes in the back that had taken some damage. Yeah, iron fisted him, moved iron fist over, and grabbed that far left uh, paranoia token no one had touched, and that was the one extra point I needed to win. And it kind of got to a point where, in that last round, Rocket was his last activation, and I had I think Blade and Voodoo left. Uh-huh. And we just kind of looked at the table and we're like, there's really nothing you can do. Like, uh, oh, no, I, ki- I killed, sorry, I killed Rocket. So he had no activations Oh, left. wow, yeah. Uh, and I just had free reign to the table. Uh, so we went ahead and called it at that point because I, I had the six and there was no point in, like, getting every sword base or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was a good game. It was definitely one where I was very advantaged most of the time. Not because he did anything necessarily wrong except maybe giving me Groot. Uh, but it's one where I got a really big advantage and just refused to give up any of it. Yeah. And there was a lot of really interesting things. So like, I think I've said before that I like how the new, or I said it to him, at least the new scenarios. Like, I feel like the way they're positioned to make terrain feel better. Uh, and we had a situation where I was bunkered up behind a size two and I had an opportunity to throw it. And I thought about it for some, I don't want to throw this. It's more damage, but then you're going to be able to shoot me and I won't have cover. Right. So I have to keep this here. Like, wow, I actually kept a piece of terrain on the table for once rather than just yeeting it at the first possible uh, 
opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's how it goes sometimes, you know? It really is. And that's one of the things I love about this game is there's a lot of dynamic things that can happen and a lot of decision points like that. Like, okay, do I throw this piece of terrain? No, because now this is giving me a free block every turn, you know? Yep. And and I think that the stuff like that, it's, it's one of the things where a lot of times we get caught up in thinking about doing as much violence as possible. And uh, yeah, no, maybe not the right way to go with it. Yep. So, yeah. Well, just to finish up the recaps, so I had my round two matchup, and I also played Midnight Suns. Because we didn't do a TTS report last week, what I decided to do was just kind of take a roster for a spin that I was trying out, uh, just kind of messing around, and it turns out it was a Midnight Suns roster. And it's one of those things, Merzane, where I've kind of sneakily thought that Midnight Suns has some undiscovered territory, right? I know you and I have talked a lot about them in the past, and you played them for a good little while, and kind of the the thought was, okay, get the siege turn, play Mystique, no one can react, and and like hope that goes well. And, and I know there was a little more nuance to it than that, but I mean, that was kind of the shtick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And I feel like that that there's some undiscovered objective play or maybe not undiscovered, but underutilized objective play and underutilized kind of just things that you might be able to do with them. And, and that's why I want to play them. Like I'm really kind of like I'm leaning between like them, the wizards and web warriors for my Adepticon list. And I just, I still have no idea which one it's going to be, but it's kind of really between those three right now for me. And anyway, so I played Midnight Suns. We were playing on Sword and Hammers. And I actually put this to the Discord chat, which if you're interested in checking that out and being a part of our Discord community, you can check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can come over and hang out in our Discord. It's a great spot. It's a great place. We often talk about all kinds of stuff. Marvel Snap, Marvel Grass Protocol, the uh, Shatterpoint, all kinds of stuff. So come over, check that out if you're interested and support the show that way. Anyways, I put it to the to the group. I said, okay, look, here's the 13 characters that I want to, to be, that I'm, I'm considering. Help me narrow it down. And shout out to Glenn. He said that taking out Doctor Strange, OG Strange, and putting in Ghost Rider, because I didn't have Ghost Rider in. And it's one of those things where I was like, I know what Ghost Rider does, and I, I want to try something different. But he was like, put Ghost Rider in and try it out, you know, just, just to see, and blah, blah, blah. So I did. And I ended up playing Ghost Rider. We played on 18 threat, and I had Iron Fist, Blade, Ghost Rider, Wong, and Voodoo. And he played Thanos, uh, Senior Thanos, so Space Reality, Thanos, Shadowlands Daredevil, um, Sin and Crossbones, and he was playing CS. And it was a really interesting lineup that he had, and I felt like it was really strong. And it was one of those things where, like I said, I, I didn't initially think to put Ghost Rider in, but I'm glad I did because he ended up winning me the game. And early on, I was able to possess Sin 
take the token off of her, the, the hammer token off of her that she went and, and got with Voodoo. Uh, but I didn't actually pick it up with Voodoo. I had just enough power. Wong gave him a power, and then he got a skull when he attacked her. No damage, just got a skull. So he had just enough to uh, get the, the token off of her. So I ended up having a deficit. I think it was four to three in the first round. And then at the top of the second round, he ended up KOing my Iron Fist because I had run Iron Fist up to grab a, a hammer and Thanos did Thanos things and deleted him. He did not get to activate again, but I did learn something very valuable on that activation, the second activation uh, of the, the top of the, the second round there. And that was that when you're playing a CS list, like first of all, Cruelty is a great card, very underutilized. But if you're playing CS and you're running Cruelty, it's not a CS character that gets to use that. It's any allied character can use the Cruelty card. I always for whatever reason, had it in my mind that it was only a criminal syndicate character could use cruelty. But no, any character can use cruelty after an attack. So I messed up. I should have played the Heroes for Hire during the first attack that Thanos did into me, like Heroes for Hire myself, and do that. But I didn't, and I ended up actually taking no damage on that first attack. So it's like, you know, kicking myself for that. He he did a punch into me. And uh, so I was really, really frustrated by that. So I played it on the second turn and I survived the punch that he did to me, but then he did a cruelty to finish me off. And it was one of those things where it was like learning that Thanos could use cruelty because it, I just had no idea. And uh, I think I got gotcha by something like that where I'm like, wait, what? It's not just a criminal syndicate character. Right. Right. It's so, I mean, that's, and that's awesome. It's really cool. And then, so because even though I survived the initial hit, because of the timing of when cruelty happens, I still didn't get my, my throw off of the, uh, heroes for hire, even though I survived yep. that initial hit. So it's one of those like fun little, little nested things in Marvel Christ protocol. But long story short, it was a crazy game and we're, he's ahead by one going into the, the the last round and ghost rider he's he's really focused on taking out ghost rider and wong so that i don't have the wong comeback play right which is fine and it's one of those things where i starved him out of power with his shadowlands daredevil as much as possible i, I don't think shadowlands daredevil ever had more than like one power and when you think about Shadowlands Daredevil as a character, Merzane, you think, well, he doesn't have a lot of superpowers to use power on in the first place. True. However, I don't want him getting his big, big spender off because it's a really good spender, especially if the ninjas are out. And you know how many times the ninjas were on the board? How many times? One time. And it was the beginning of the game. And they immediately got a hammer and vanished and handed it to Thanos. And I'm okay with that. The ninjas were not on the board any other time. And yeah, that's kind of good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things where it's like, cool. You you I I feel like that's a good thing for me to play in such a way where he's using baton snare to get around and not ever getting his ninjas out, and then he doesn't have any power to do anything because he was continually interacting with objectives, which was the right call. It was the right call to interact with objectives and everything, but 
it was it he just never was able to get going with Shadowlands and then he finally dazed Wong on the turn that he was trying to KO Ghost Rider. And he did end up KOing Ghost Rider. And I had Blade, who was on his injured side with three damage, and I decided to deal with the devil blade. Ooh. Well, you say ooh. Yeah. This is the thing, I think, with Ghost Rider that a lot of people, you know, the circumstances, Ghost Rider hadn't activated, and he only had Shadowlands and Thanos left at this point. Mm -hmm. And Ghost Rider hadn't activated, and Voodoo was dazed and had possessed Thanos. Ah. Yeah. So... So a lot of, lot of things here. And it was my thought process was cool. If you end up dazing Wong, which is definitely not what you want, like you would rather, but if, if he's using my thoughts were, if he's using a character like Thanos in this instance to go after someone like Iron Fist, who's a three threat, I don't usually care too much about the like, this threat versus that threat value, like a four threat going into a three threat. Who cares that that's a neutral matchup a lot of the time, right? A five threat going into a three threat, still fairly neutral, but Thanos, who is an eight threat in this case, going into someone like iron fist and iron fist, tying up two complete activations of Thanos. That's a win for me. Yeah. Yes. I lose iron fist. But that's a win for me. That's that's a trade I'm willing to make if I can leverage that quote unquote distraction in other parts of the board, is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So so that happened. And then same thing here where he was taking a lot of time with Daredevil. Now, this isn't all Daredevil did, but he was very focused on making sure Wong was dazed before Ghost Rider popped and i understand why it it is what it is right like you know you know that's what ghost rider wants to do but i feel like there was a lot of resources invested into chasing wong and by resources in this instance i just mean actions yep that could have been better spent elsewhere and again this is a trade where a 4 on a 2 if it if if you're spending a lot of effort to try to make this happen, then maybe uh, you know it, I don't know maybe I'm thinking at it wrong. But then okay, go back to popping deal with the devil on blade trading my leader. So I lose my leadership, but the Midnight Sun's leadership isn't critical at that point in the game. It's not a critical mm-hmm. thing. So I lose my Midnight Sun's leadership, but I have a seven stamina no damage on him on his injured side ghost rider and he's got no one to activate or he's got the shadowlands to activate and it's my turn to go because that was on thanos's activation that i did that the hammer tokens he had dropped them all kind of in a stack right behind like right behind thanos and so i was able to move or double move grab all three and then highway to hell or whatever it is um the long move superpower over to the 
corner sword base, the only one that he actually had control of at the time, flipped that sword base, and it took me to the victory. It was a close game. We both made uh, some mistakes that cost us, uh, you know, at over time, but it's just the final mistake he made was stacking those tokens right on top of each other, whereas if he doesn't stack them on top of each other, I'm not able to get all three and the sword base. Yep. You know, uh, a little detour. That is how Sooner got eliminated. Calling out Sooner. Uh, our friend from... Yep. The Gabers Good Cast Sooner got eliminated in the Nashcon finals cuts. Yep. As he was playing against Mandalorian Orange and just very quickly uh, put like all the hammers that someone dropped right behind the character, like far away. And Mando, Mandalorian Orange double moved Medusa and picked them both up and that, or however many up, and that, that lost the game. That is, yep. a, that is a very common mistake in critical times like that. It is. It's an easy one to make because it's it's easy, and you're you're thinking about the next move and not that move. Yep. So, anyways, it it was a really great match. Shout out to All In for being a, a fun, good opponent and um, imposing his will. He he really did. He played very well. It was a really fun game, and I feel like that. I mean, just outside of some crazy dice swings, it goes it goes differently. You know what I mean? And uh, my Ghost Rider for bless his heart, he wanted to live. Like, he attacked me with Sin a few times with the rapid-fire pistol, and it was like three blocks, three blocks, three blocks, two blocks. And I was like, okay, well, this is the one where it pops off because I was, like, taking one damage, one damage, one damage, and then finally on the very last rapid-fire attack of the second action, he had four successes and then and a crit, and then he re-rolled into five successes to daze me. <laughs> Because I didn't block any. That's how it goes, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So anyways, Merzane, we've taken a lot of time to discuss the recaps, and that's just because it's been been a while. But let's hop in today and talk about these lists that we have because yep. we've got three lists. So we got a lot of lists submitted, and we've taken three of them that we thought were interesting and what we're going to do is one list at the end of this show. We're going to choose one list, and that's the list that I'm going to run this week. And look at it this way. Look, I'm 2-0, and oh, so like, there's a part of me that's like, no, I want to run the most optimized thing. But I said I'm committing <laughs> to changing my list every single week, and I'm going to do that. And look, it's one of those things where I think it's interesting and fun to change things up and get exposure to different things. And it helps me think in the moment, like what we've talked about before, Merzane, what's my out? Like, how do I move forward here? And that, to, to take it back to the recap for a second, I'm sitting there, Voodoo just woke up from, or yeah, he just woke up from being dazed, I think it was, where he's sitting there, he's got a ton of power. I don't remember if he was just woke up from being dazed or what. Yeah, no, he, he was not dazed, but he's got a ton of power. And it's like seven power. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, do I possess Thanos? Do I do I shoot it to someone, crossbones, whoever, to get this extra power and then possess Thanos? Is that the play here? Because what I need to do is control what Thanos does. He had two hammers at the time. And I felt like if Thanos was to get another hammer, that would have been the death nail because you're not getting those off of him with a character other than Voodoo in that instance. 
And I kept waffling over that and waffling and waffling and waffling. And look, it's a lot of power. Eight power is a lot. But it was the right decision in that moment. But I tell you, I waffled over that real hard. And it's one of those things where I took a step back and I said, what is my out? How do I leverage this situation to my benefit? And that is by using as many resources as I can to stop Thanos from scoring. I'm not going to stop him from dealing damage and controlling the world, but I can at least stop him from scoring, which is going to help me secure victory. Yep. So yeah, with that, we're saying the first list we have is an Inhumans list, and this one was submitted by our good friend in the Discord there, Brian Freddy. What's happening, man? I appreciate you sending us an Inhumans list. And it's one of those things, like, you're probably out there listening to this, like, Inhumans? Who the hell wants to play Inhumans? That's why I chose to discuss this one, because Inhumans, I feel like, are wildly underrepresented. And, yeah, they're they're hard to play, and they're in a tough spot right now, but I think there's some interesting things that we can come up with here. What do you think, Merzane? I think so. I think, uh, I'm not super good at Inhumans. Um... <laughs> And all the tech that I know is dead with all the new changes. But I think we can suss out a little bit about what he's going for and try to, like, figure it out. Exactly, exactly. So, characters. We've got Black Bolt, Crystal, Lockjaw, Medusa, Ms. Marvel, Quicksilver, Bullseye, Ronin with the Power Gem, Captain Marvel, Pyro, and that's it for characters. So... Do we want to talk about characters and then tactics, or do we go straight into tactics? Also, um, let's go straight into tactics real quick. I think there's a few of these character choices that make more sense when you look at like. Okay, and our tactics so cards are: Can I borrow that? Elemental infusion, last minute save, brace for impact, and indomitable. I love those two. Adelan Rising, Inhuman Royal Family, Terra Genesis, Fan Club and pyrotechnics and i don't know about you merzane i'm reading half of these cards and i'm like what does that do what does that do what does that do <laughs> we'll talk about it here uh, in a few minutes i am admittedly reading the ones that say inhumans on them <laughs> yes exactly exactly so let's start with characters here and obviously we're taking black bolt and he's he's kind of our starting point five threat leader kind of weak to mystic but He's able to buff his defense, which is nice, his anti-graviton field and all of that stuff. Brings that good leadership. And I think that one of the things about Black Bolt that a lot of people do is they're like, okay, let's just hurry up and get him on his injured side. And I think that he still has value on his healthy side, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Energy Bolt is range four, five dice energy with a wild pierce. So if you're able to buff that, get that focus power going. I think that could be be something to try to leverage with his range and stuff like that. And then maybe as the game goes on, when you feel like you're going to be able to have a swing turn, put Black Bolt into a position to flip, get that whisper off, and just make everybody's day sad. Yep. Also important to note, it's a five die energy with a reroll. So it's almost like having a six die energy. Yeah, exactly, and it's range four, so you can play back with Black Bolt, I think, for a couple of rounds and and feel okay about it. 
And we've got all of the Inhuman characters here except for Beast. And, I mean, is this a situation where it's like we're going to try to play more wide, you think? Like Black Bolt, Medusa. Or I think it's like, that's set it, forget it, right? Mm -hmm. And then we try to throw in uh, like Quicksilver, Crystal, Bullseye, try to just play super wide or... I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's hard to say. I know that um, we, again, talking about the tactics cards mattering, we have fan club. So obviously they want to do some Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel action. Yes. Um, and I feel like Captain Marvel is an interesting one because like one of her biggest issues is power generation. Like yes. getting her to binary form and then keeping her on binary form and somehow finding a way to keep her there and then also build power to do other things is kind of difficult sometimes. But in humans, all of your other characters can just donate her power. Yeah. So now she's not as reliant on doing energy blasts to build power. She can strike people and maybe get some extra power. Um, Lockjaw can teleport her. She doesn't waste actions getting into position. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like this might be a little bit of like building a, a tent pole using Captain Marvel a little bit, to be completely honest. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting take is trying to to leverage Captain Marvel's abilities here. And I think it's one of those things where maybe not trying to focus on fan club so much as it is to focus on keeping binary form up. And like just maximum uptime on binary form. And I think that that mm -hmm. would be be super huge. And it's one of those things where you say not having to rely on energy blast. I still think energy blast is like the thing that you're going to be using the most because being able to roll six dice and have full rerolls with them is just so awesome. So awesome. But when I look at this, I think to myself, this list feels like it's leveraging, trying to leverage like the Terrigen Mist thing because like everyone being immune to poison except for like quicksilver and, and the splash characters is is definitely a thing there but we don't have that anymore and captain marvel i'm just noticing for it's been a while since i've played her is also immune to incinerate so like leveraging her and and trying to build her power up and all that stuff i think is is definitely a, that's definitely a way to go i like this I like this. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I got gotcha'd by that in a recent game I was playing with someone. They played Miss, they played Captain Marvel, and uh, I was like, oh, well, I'll just incinerate her and shoot her. I went, yeah, I'm going to throw this incinerate at him. And like, oh, she's immune. No way. <laughs> yeah. I just got destroyed. Oh, no. Nice, nice. So if we're trying to leverage into Captain Marvel, do you think it's like a Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw core of Inhumans? That puts us at 12. And then we throw Captain Marvel in, make 16. Oof, that's a that's a wonky number. It's a weird number. Um, but Medusa can become Quicksilver or Miss Marvel pretty easy. And then we can add in Bullseye, and that gets us affiliated. Yeah. And yeah. most of the characters don't need a whole lot of their power, most or Crystal. Crystal's also an option. Yeah. Like, a lot of these characters don't need all their power all the time. Like, Black Bolt does. You kind of want to feed him power. Medusa yeah. needs a little bit, but she's really good at getting it. So, yeah. you can kind of let her do her thing. Lockjaw, after a teleport or two, uh, probably can just donate all of his power that he gives to people. Yeah. 
Um, Ronan's an interesting one too. And th- I guess this is just if you're doing Captain Marvel plays. Like Ronan's also an interesting one because um, he builds so much power, but that's probably like a higher threat thing. You maybe you replace Medusa for Ronan. Yeah. You get a lot of power in the judgment stuff. I know it's blasphemy to take out Medusa, but I mean, that's what I'm over here hearing right now is you're just somebody out there is yelling. No, how dare you take Blaspheme. out Medusa? <laughs> but uh, it's interesting to think about in humans without Medusa, because like Medusa's strong. She's a great, great character and, and yes. has that really strong control elements. But I do think you're right in that. I think it's more situational at times. And like, if you're looking at your opponent's roster and you see something that is kind of big and strong and stuff like that, I think Ronan really has some play there. Like if you see a Hulk on the other side of the table, a Malekith, a Hulk buster, you know, something, something kind of big and beefy. I think a Ronin really makes a lot of sense over a Medusa in these instances, just because of the, the leverage that you can use to kind of, you know, protect things and then judge things, all that stuff. So I think it's solid. Or even both using Ronin to judge them and then Medusa to kill them and they can't get any power for it. Oh yeah. I love that too. I love all of that. Uh, is there room for Pyro here? Because like he's in this list, and like Pyrotechnics is really great. Pyrotechnics is a great, great, great text card. Being able to make people drop objectives and then get pushed away from Pyro, it's awesome. But they have to be incinerated, so you're kind of only character that's incinerating is Pyro here. So you're kind of hoping that he hits those triggers yeah i don't yeah, i'm not i'm not sure yeah i mean it's rooting, rooting and slow like firewalling people with pyro is excellent rooting and slow them is is awesome and being able to have that up on turn one with the inhumans leadership super good mm. but i think if we're bringing pyro do we have to bring to pyrotechnics here um, I feel like Pyro might be in here for Pyrotechnics more so than for his, it's like, I think the incinerates are really good and are pretty cool with Inhumans because that's like a two dice swing for your actual Inhumans because they get the die roll or the re-roll. Right. And then they also get, um, Pyro's incinerates. And then like, also you could do Lockjaw's, uh, extra die into people. Oh yeah. So you get like a three die swing on stuff. Uh, so you were talking about like big boys, like maybe your list is something like Black Bolt, Ronin, uh, Medusa, Pyro. Well, that doesn't give you the lockjaw though. Right. That, I think that's the, I think that's my only issue, which may be what you're getting at is like Pyro feels really good, but how do you take him? Like, where's your. Right. That That's, that's where I'm at with it is like, what if we're, if the idea might be to, to boost up Captain Marvel and and try to leverage into her, I feel like that that doesn't leave a ton of room for Pyro. And when I'm looking at this character list here, we've got a five, a bunch of threes, another five in Ronin, a couple of fours in Captain Marvel and Medusa. And part of me is looking at this and thinking, maybe some beefcake would be would be in order here. Maybe. And let me just 
let me just, let me just, just, just let me do, just let me, just let me do the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we've got Quicksilver, and can I borrow that? What about Rhino and robbing people instead of Pyro? I was actually thinking that. <laughs> Honestly. Because uh, talking about things being up, you know, turn one, like you can literally round one double move by giving him a power, double move and rob somebody. Right. And I don't uh, hate that. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. That gives you like a beefy guy. I, he doesn't, there's no real like hard to kill uh, dudes on the table. Yep. And another thing I think about with that is another power battery. Yeah. Another, another character that can throw the power around as needed. I'm going to do that. I'm thinking Rhino. I'm thinking we trade in Rhino for, and uh, this is a robbery for Pyro and Pyrotechnics. And that's not just because Rhino's the new hotness. I think that that's actually, that there's something to this. <laughs> I think that this is a robbery is low key. One of the best cards in the game. Oh, I, I high key think it's one of the best cards in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so other than this change, I, I can't, particularly think of anything else like maybe some of the tactics cards would would be something to change here because we don't have any of the quote-unquote classically good ones you know like I say classically good even though fallbacks kind of more recently good viewed good or whatever but we don't have anything that's like particularly great so like crystal we brought elemental infusion for crystal right it's a nice card but you have to be within three of crystal and until she is dazed or until the end of the round when an enemy character that is within range three of crystal suffers damage from an allied effect after the effect is resolved that character gains one of the following incinerate stun or slow really nice card but basically as soon as you put it up it's everybody attack crystal because it's bad news bears mm -hmm. so I don't really see elemental infusion getting used very often, at least how I play. Last minute save also, is... We just talked about how we didn't know how they were going to get more incinerates besides Pyro. And then we talked about Crystal, and I realized she has incinerates. <laughs> she does. She has incinerates on a wild, and it's on the uh, Volcanic Surge, which is a beam three, four dice, and hits on a wild. that uh, The incinerate does. And while, again, like... It's just one of those crystal is made of paper. She is literally made of tissue paper. And it's yeah. one of those things where every time I have ever played crystal, she does not last very long at all. Because outside of hurricane blast and hydrokinesis attacks, she has to be so close to the opponent to do anything. It's beam three, which is, if you can leverage the beam three, that's awesome. But you're trying to do elemental onslaught as much as possible, I think. And so, I don't know. Maybe maybe Pyro and Crystal have the synergy there, but I still think Rhino fits with a little better oh, oh idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I just wanted to make, because we know if we didn't bring up that Crystal could incinerate, someone was going to tag. And be oh, like, absolutely. Hey, 
you you idiots. Mm-hmm. Which is true. It's true. We are idiots. But it's true. Um, but I, we, we caught it. We caught we caught this particular incinerator. We nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. So I'm thinking we take out elemental infusion for something like fallback or something. Uh, mission objective. Mission objective. Yep. Cool. Love it. Uh, what's a tactics card that you you think might need a little? That was the one I was really thinking of. Like you kind of beat me to it. Um, really, I think the rest are fine. Like Adelan Rising is a little weird, but like I think if you're going for power plays, it's not a bad one. Um, Band Club is cute. Like I think if I was to cut anything, it would probably be Fan Club or something like he's like a fallback or um, just one of the other like pretty good. Oh, what's it called? Unaffiliated. <laughs> Which, what are you talking about? <laughs> un- un- a- trading uh, fan club for one of the other good unaffiliated cards. Sorry, my brain like shut down blue screen window <laughs> shutdown noise. It happens. It uh, happens. That's, and that's all I could, I could muster. Um, I thought it'd be cool to have Lockjaw's card, the one that saves someone from dying or whatever. Last, last minute save. Minute oh, save. it's here. Never mind. Yeah, it is, and uh, that's that's when they're on their injured side, you can save them, which is great. But I was gonna say, with all the very specific cards we have, it may not be as good. I don't know. I don't like, like fan club for fallback or aggressive or something would be the only thing I could think of. I mean, yeah, everything I, seems fine. There's no, nothing's like egregiously out of place. Yeah. And you mentioned Adelan Rising. That's definitely one where it's like you, you're leveraging your characters being injured and gaining power when they're on their injured side, which is definitely a decent thing to do. In Human Royal Family, kind of a, a nice little way to flex the rerolls. You know, you can get rerolls for the entire round if you spend two power on people. I definitely like that. Terragenesis is an interesting one because as we're talking about when we when we mention the uh, extract crises, there's at least two extract crises that we're playing that would make sense for this. And that is, it says, uh, any inhuman character may spend three power to play this card, choose an enemy character holding a civilian token within range three of this character and roll four dice, deal one damage to the enemy character for each crit wild and hit rolled, if the enemy character is dazed or KO'd by this damage, you score two VPs. So the idea with this card is that you do a little bit of damage and you try to finish them off with this to score the two victory points. Mm-hmm. And this can win you the game. If you're sitting there at 14 points and it's the middle of the round, this can be a game winner. It's hard yes. to pull off, but it can be done. So I like that. Fan club. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this because it's a wall of text and it's one that I, no, probably a lot of people haven't seen in a while. But I'm gonna read it anyways. Unaffiliated reactive. When an allied Captain Marvel uses the Danvers special superpower, the binary form superpower, or the rocket punch attack, after the effect or attack is resolved, an allied Ms. Marvel may spend three power to play this card. So Ms. Marvel's the one that has to pay the power after Carol does something. If Captain Marvel used the Danvers special superpower, Ms. Marvel may throw an interactive terrain feature or enemy character of size 3 and within range 2 short. So it has to be within 
range two of Ms. Marvel and can be thrown short. Nice little bit of control. If Captain Marvel uses binary form, Ms. Marvel may transform into the embiggened form. After transforming, push all enemy characters within range two of Ms. Marvel away short in the order of your choosing. And that's the most interesting one to me, and I'll come back to why in a second. If Captain Marvel used the rocket punch attack, Ms. Marvel may advance medium toward the target character, which is nice as well. But why do I think the binary form one is the most interesting one? Because if you haven't activated Ms. Marvel yet, you can start your turn in embiggened form. Yes, it still costs you three power, which is what embiggened costs anyways, but being able to start your turn embiggened and go straight into a couple of high fives, I think seems pretty solid. Instead of having yep. to worry about, you know, changing form and all of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But here we are. I kind of think that fan club should become fallback after reading it. What do you think, Brzezane? I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting plays you can make with it. And I don't think we're struggling for cards. Like Brace and Indom, you could take it every game and you'll probably find a way to use it. Yeah. Uh, if you're taking Quicksilver, you're taking Kanabara that, you're probably going to play in Human Royal Family every game. Terra Genesis, and, and if it's a civilian, Crisis. Mission objective is always good unless you're playing research. Like, I think you've got enough. You, we're not struggling. And fan club, I think, I like what you were saying with the binary form one. Uh, but I was thinking a little bit differently. I was actually thinking the exact opposite. Because, like, uh, Miss Marvel always, uh, at the end of the activation, transforms back to normal. Right. Uh, so you could actually get a turn where you, like, do a morpho punch and push someone off a point embiggen forward high five someone gets get a bunch of power and then transform back and like contest a completely different area of the board now and then go into binary form and then embiggen her again and now she's out of her activation uh embiggened yeah pushes a bunch of people at the end of the round off the point and then starts the next round embiggened so you can just High five two people and hold the point you're already at. Yeah. Maybe so, uh maybe you could use the range to grab and then run away on the big base instead of uh sitting there, right? Yeah. Like you could high five someone, gra uh grab the point and then run away, and then you get to transform back to being small again. You get a lot of movement out of her, like in one big go. Yeah. No, I actually really love that. And I think that that's what my head was thinking, but my words said something different. <laughs> you said starting like it, it made it sound like you you're about to activate her and you go ahead and do this but i think which i think you can do i think that's very valid like it's a very versatile card obviously there's it's got three different things it does it's very right. versatile um but i think that that i do agree that that's probably the most useful and then like kind of talking it out i actually do think i really like that um yeah nice. and even like like all of these help you win the game somehow. Like you can just win the game off of any of these. Yeah. Cause you could, you could throw a size, th you could throw Thanos off a point. Yep. You know, so, uh, not saying Thanos, but someone the size of Thanos off a point that, uh, you, that, um, Captain, not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. There's too much Marvel. Too many Marvels. Uh, too many Marvels. I, 
a point that Kamala is um is contesting yeah. and then now she's the only one there or she can move forward after the rocket punch attack and then get closer to be able to do her things. Yeah. Like I actually really like this card the more I've uh read it. Um I still think it's the first on the chopping block. Definitely. Or but- either that or Adelan Rising, but I, I'm liking it more. There's actually what I would like to change more is in the crises, I think. Yeah, so let's talk about crisis now. Why don't you go over those? So for our secure crisis, we've got intrusions open across city as seals collapse. Superpowered scoundrels form a sinister syndicate. And mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park. Uh, for the extracts, we have struggle for the cube continues. Scrolls infiltrate world leadership. And spider infected invade Manhattan. Cool. So let's start with secures. What do you think about the secures here? I like the secures. They're all obviously very high point. Um, that's obviously what's what's, yes. what's going on here. Um, my only concern. Um, so. I think super uh, superpower scoundrels fine with the reroll in the cover. It actually helps you a lot. Um, I think that intrusions is fine. It gives you some more maneuverability. Forces the fight forces the fight kind of centrally. I kind of like it. High point value. But what I don't like is Mayor Fisk. Um, we talked about how like Mayor humans Fisk are really it, good at. You mean mutant madman? Mutant madman, yeah, mutant madman. I also don't like Mayor Fisk for the record. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mutant Madman. I don't like pay to flips for, for the humans on this. They yeah. build power really well and give it to each other, but that's it's not like Asgard where Asgard has just free power sitting around. Right. Like they're good at, you know, if they have one power and they don't need it, they're going to give it to somebody. But if they have one power and can only give it away or flip a point, you're going to bind. Um, and I get that it's high point, but I think that there's two modes of thought I'd rather have. One, if you like the shape of Mutant Madman, I think we would rather have Infinity Formula. Agree. It's it's one point less, but you're going to build power, which you can spread out more. It's going to build more for your uh, Captain Marvel and your Miss Marvel. Um, so I think that that would work better. Or Demons Downtown. Demons Downtown will slow the game down because no one wants to stand on the points. Um. Captain Marvel's immune to the incinerate, so she doesn't mind sitting on the point. Uh, so, so you have a character that can just do it, and it's 19 points, so it's a point more than your mutant madman. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking with this. Like, I agree, I don't I don't love mutant madman here for the reasons you stated. The the spending power versus passing power around. You want to pass your power around. So when I think about inhumans, I don't think inhumans want to slow the game down. And I feel like something like intrusions and demons really slow that game down. Like they don't want to play at a breakneck speed like a web warriors where they're scoring a ton of points every round. But I also think that if you're like, if I'm going up against a Shadowlands Daredevil, if I'm going up against a Weapon X, an X-Men Red, you know, some of these, some of these more killy type things, a spider foes, stuff like that, playing a demons, playing an intrusions, that's going to play into what they want to do. So I'm thinking something more along the lines of, like you said, infinity formula. I love that idea. And then instead of intrusions, 
I was thinking an extremist or a deadly meteors. I, so I don't like either of those. Okay. Because well, deadly like meteors is pay to flip, right? Yeah. I don't like, I do like the shape. I don't like the pay to flip. Yeah. I don't like paying to heal. Yeah. Uh, Again, the shape is probably fine. I think if you're going to do a D, you'd probably rather have um, the spider portals because it's a higher point value. Oh, well, it's a pay to flip. It's a Sorry. pay to flip. I would say black uh, the black order portals. It's only sixteen though. That yeah. If we're trying to go for high points, we kind of have like these weird things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of tough. And that's the um, thing, like paying to heal, like. I don't really mind the pay to heal aspect of it because I probably won't use it that often. Mm -hmm. Especially just, I forget about it all the time. <laughs> if I'm being honest. So. Oh, I never forget. It's just, it's one of those things where I think demons is probably better than intrusions. If, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest, because you don't have to pay anything like intrusions. You still have to pay a power to teleport around. And right. while it's one of those things where I just don't, I don't know how I feel about playing slow. Like if I run into a, a one of those super killy teams that will out kill me, like I, I don't have an answer for that, right? Um, I think like last minute save and being defensive, but you're you're probably right. Like Black Order is is tough, but I don't know, I don't know what this team does versus Black Order either way. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's not so much just Black Order. I mean, I mean the the Weapon Xs, the Shadowlands Daredevil, like the the things that are going to the Shield that just won LVO. You know, as an example, it's like like I feel like those kind of squads are going to just melt me down through sheer volume, and I won't have an answer for it. Right, and that's what scares me about demons and intrusions. I'm taking out Mutant Madman, by the way, and putting an Infinity Formula, locking it in. Okay. <laughs> Intrusions is the one that I'm I'm kind of waffling on. I think I would do it for demons. Yeah. I think it can be as fast as you... You can make it faster by standing on the points, because they're typically free. People typically sure. don't stand on them. Fair. Yeah, it's very fair. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, and then, now let's talk about Extract Crisis. So, uh, Cube Fragments, Scrolls, Spider Infected... I know you have some thoughts here, and I'm going to start with mine. I do not want to play Scrolls. Really? Yes, because it's the the possibility of being moved closer to my opponent after I interact on the midline terrifies the crap out of me. So here's uh, something interesting um, about this list that I really like. Uh, for scrolls and that is we have two long movers in affiliation and long moving crystal and quicksilver can both pick up the middle point on your side get pushed short and then move away long back to your side yeah but that's they're only, still relatively safe that's only one um, point though the middle point so you do that with crystal they move up and grab theirs if they don't also use a long mover uh, then they may have to double move. If they don't double move, they might get pushed. Either way, if they stay relatively center, Quicksilver can move up and can I borrow that? Or 
be in position to can I borrow that one of the other sides? Yeah. That's um, fair. We've also got Ronan to pick two up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Lockjaw. So, like, we also have Lockjaw, who, if your guy gets pushed, could potentially get in range to teleport them back to your side. Yeah, that's fair. And then you sacrifice. Like, I actually really like the tricks this list can do with scrolls, and it's a Terra Genesis target. Well, I knew that that was the thing. The Terra Genesis target definitely stuck out to me there. But I'm thinking something like senators. See, I think struggle for the cube should be senators. Okay. Because <laughs> I think leveraging Terra Genesis. Yeah, triple Terra Genesis target. I think, I think that um, spider infect is fine, right? Like, yep. There's there's nothing egregious about spider infected, and there's no other. Is there another one that you can use or are the rest, the rest are all assets, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think that we'll talk about this with one of the other lists, um, bringing a, bringing a crisis that like you don't particularly care for and struggle. It's kind of weird because you yeah. don't, you can't use Terra Genesis. So that's a card you can't use immediately. A really good card at that. Um, you don't want to be taking the damage. You kind of like the power, but then you're also giving your opponent more power, which you do with infinity formula, but it kind of, you're, you're kind of getting more value out of it because you're all, you're basically all on the same equal footing where struggle, right. like their big guy that wants lots of power could just get five power. Right. Um, An- but- another thing I like about all of this is you're only going to be able to hold one of whatever token you have in spider infected scrolls and senators, no character can have more than one. So that's an inherently limiting thing, which I really like. Yep. Uh, They also scrolls and uh, the senators and sometimes spider infected kind of lock a character or two in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's perfect for our Quicksilver and our Rhino. Yeah. uh, That we have now added. Um, And I, I feel like, even if we took back, took Rhino back to Pyro and made Pyrokinesis, we could potentially do weird tricks on like uh, senators that like Pyrokinesis is like round one or two, and does cool stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I I think that 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 should be in here. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. I'll try it. You know, I'll put it in the list. It's because that's what I'm we're doing here. I'm very passionate about this senators, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I like senators on this one too. So I'll take cubes out and we'll leave spider infected scrolls and senators leveraging Terrigen mist. So the, so that's what we've got here. The the final Inhumans list that we're gonna go with here. It's gonna be Black Bolt, Crystal, Lockjaw, Medusa, Ms. Marvel, Quicksilver, Bullseye, Ronin, Captain Marvel, and Rhino. Tactics cards are going to be Can I Borrow That, Last Minute Save, Brace for Impact, Indomitable, Adelan Rising, Inhuman Royal Family, Terra Genesis, Fan Club, This is a Robbery, and Mission Objective. Secure Crisis are going to be uh, Scoundrels, Infinity Formula, and Demons. Extracts are going to be Scrolls, Spider Infected, and Senators. I like it. Me too. I think it's very interesting. And that's Ronin with the Power Gem. I didn't mention that. But uh, All right, what's the next one, Merzane? We have one from... Phoenix Ben in the uh, Discord. Uh, his list is a criminal syndicate list using Kingpin and Shadowlands Daredevil called Something Something Dark Side. And I just want you guys to know that this will be something something complete when we're done. Something, 
something, something <laughs> dark. So, okay. It's such such a great, such a great Family Guy thing. Oh my gosh. Anyways, all right. What do we got for characters? So for characters, uh, we have of course Shadowland Daredevil and Kingpin, uh, Modok, Black Cat, Bullseye, Hood, and Killmonger round out the Criminal Syndicate selection, and they're joined by Pyro, the Blob, and a Winter Soldier. Nice. Yeah, that those characters all make a ton of sense. What do we got for tactics? We have All According to Plan, Cruelty, Shadow Organization, Aim Lackeys, Usurp the Throne, Hood's Gang, Mark for Death, and Escort to Safety, with Brace for Impact and Patch Up being our restricted cards. All right, cool. So, Merzane, Shadowlands Daredevil and, and Kingpin, Criminal Syndicate, like these things have, have been around a while now, and especially Shadowlands Daredevil is very popular, I think, mm-hmm. anyways. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see it all over the place, at least. when I, Whenever you watch a video or I've played a ton of it lately, I know we've got a bunch of locals that play it, all of that stuff. So what kind of is the shtick with Shadowlands and Kingpin? Like, they, they play differently, but what kind of things do you want for each one? They play differently, and they kind of play the same. They're both focused around objective control. They just do it in the exact opposite ways. Uh, (laughs) Classic Kingpin uh, does it by making his healthy characters count as two characters when contesting and also being able to basically mission objective uh, extracts to each other. Right. So what you typically try to do is you try to use characters uh, like the new Rhino or um, Juggernaut or... Um, what's his name? Black Dwarf was used for a while. Crossbones used for a little bit. Uh, characters that are really hard to remove from the table and remove from spots uh, to just clog up the board. Sometimes it's a lot of guys. Sometimes it's a few big guys. Um, things that move your opponent and don't get moved very well or dazed very well is kind of the typical thing that you like to see with Kingpin. Shadowland Daredevil uh, doesn't like to stand on points. He likes to stare at you from across the room while you're holding your point and ask you very aggressively to leave it. Uh, <laughs> he does that by giving his allies the reverse miles treatment. All of his characters can re-roll an attack die if you're standing on a point. Yeah. So a lot of typical Shadowland Daredevil lists run a lot of rapid fire guys. Uh because that gives you a lot of action economy. You get four attacks per activation, uh, usually four dice, because that's usually what mm-hmm. you know the rapid fire characters get. But then you get a reroll, so it's kind of five dice. So you're basically throwing 20 dice at your opponent's character standing on an objective out of your three threat character. Um, kind of the idea is the more attacks your characters get and the lower cost they are, the more value you get. Yeah. Um, so that's typically how they play. Together, they they make some interesting interactions because uh, you kind of want to build enough characters that want to attack and get value to make Shadowland Daredevil feel good, but then also enough characters that um, can take a punch and are hard to deal with so that Kingpin feels good. Right. Right. And so um, what's ahead, interesting here when I see this list, though, is it feels like we're more leaning into the Kingpin side of it. I agree. I was going to mention that actually. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm here for it. I, I'm super here for Kingpin. 
And then I think this is worth bringing up now. Usually we like to save the crisis for the end. But I think this is a time to bring this up. Secure crisis specifically. When we look at the secure crisis yep. we have here, we've got Mayor Fisk, Mutant Madman, and Riot's Spark. All three of those, I don't think, like, Mayor Fisk is fine, but being stunned sucks. Uh, just yep. off the rip. But I don't think really, maybe Mutant Madman and Mayor Fisk need to become something else. If, if the idea is to leverage Kingpin. I think Mayor Fisk is better than Riot Spark, but if I had to choose any one of them to be gone, it's Mutant Madman. This is total. This is a one of these things. Is not like the other kind of situations. It has to be Scoundrels, right? I think Scoundrels is is very good here. Yeah. Um, the reason being, um, I we talked about this a little bit before before the show. We wanted to mention this specifically. Um. You'll hear a lot of people say that Kingpin specifically, his weakness is pay to flips because they don't get their benefit from the pay to flips. And that's relatively true. Um, he's, they're not bad at it, but you don't want it because you don't, you're not getting anything from it with your Kingpin. Right. Additionally, you're not getting anything out of it with your Shadowlands Daredevil because people can move out of the point, take it, and then leave. So you have a lower chance that people are going to be standing on the point. It's the same thing with Demons Downtown. Demons Downtown sounds like the perfect place for them because they're going to stand next to things and get incinerated and you get your benefit. But what happens is people just say, well, I'm just not going to stand next to the demons and you don't get a leadership. Right. So both of your characters don't like the leadership for exactly opposite reasons, once again. <laughs> um, right. So if your opponent brings a pay to flip, it's fine. Like you can deal with it. Right. If you're bringing the pay to flip, you have a one in three chance of making both of your leaderships feel really, really awkward. Yeah. And so I think that scoundrels is probably the play high threat. Kingpin loves it because he can be defensive. Uh, and all the, the, the points are spread so thin that he can just insert any character onto any point and score five yep. just randomly. And it's also worth noting here that, when you are building a criminal syndicate list, if you are trying to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put both leaders in, having secure objectives that extremely benefit Kingpin will often make your opponent choose the side of, the, like, it's a mind thing with, with your opponent. They'll say, oh, crap, well, I don't have an answer for scoundrels, Mayor Fisk, whatever. Kingpin's scoring the hell out of this. I don't have an answer for that. So I'm going to choose my extracts, even though my list is built better for my secures. Yep. Or, or if they're or, like, I have a way to deal with Kingpin secure shenanigans, but I'm really not looking forward to like fear grit, like hammers with uh, Shadowlands Daredevil right. or research station and Fisk. Like it just puts you in some weird spots. Right. And, and um, I, I said that actually backwards. It, it would make them choose their secures when maybe they have a better extract play. Like when we were talking about yeah. the Inhumans list that we just talked about, I feel like that's a better extract squad than secure squad. Mm -hmm. So all of that to say, I said it backwards, but I think you understand what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you want to stack your secures specifically for Kingpin. Like you said, you want to skew that Kingpin because I've said this before in other places. I think Kingpin uh, secretly has the best leadership in the game 
even though it's not the highest win rate leadership and it's the one that, not the one that people play all the time uh it is a leadership that if you do not have an answer you will just lose the game yeah um and no other leadership can say that um outside of tricks like steve has some tricks and Tramamu has some tricks and right, right humans has some tricks and stuff but kingpin will literally stare at you and say you cannot win good game if you don't have the proper answers right so it's really good to have to really really like leverage that when you're looking at your secures because sometimes you'll just win a game and other times your opponent will uh, win priority and keep you off of it and then you'll get research station and a good secure anyway and win the game <laughs> exactly exactly so so let's now go back and, and talk about these characters, right? Because, like I said, I think we're leaning more towards the Kingpin side of it. So I think if we're going to mess with the characters, we need to think about adding in some characters that fit more with Shadowlands. It's weird, actually. I, I think that we have a lot, like you said, we have a lot of good Kingpin stuff and not a lot of good Shadowlands stuff. Um, I'm not sure where to start, but I think where I want to start is Modoc. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, man, Modoc is so good. He's still so good. Yes, but I think he's kind of only here for the Mystic. I mean, and we've got mm -hmm. a hood already, and and Modoc, and especially if we're like, if if we're playing on something like. Mare Fisk, I could see Modoc being pretty solid. It's like not go on the point. You you have Kingpin and Modoc out there, and then a bunch of threes, and you just say, okay, cool. Modoc's going to delete anything that comes over to this this side, uh, whatever yeah. whatever Mayor Fisk it is that you know he could just kind of turret off of some of them, right? Mm -hmm. So so I don't hate him because we have Mayor Fisk. But what yeah. are you? And not he's hard to move, like because yeah. he's four, and you can't wild into him. You can't wild out into Modoc. Right, you can't go wilding out. <laughs> um, but I think the problem is that he's five points, and you don't want a five point usually. I think if we're gonna bring a five point, it needs to be Juggernaut specifically. Yeah, I think Juggernaut is way better for Kingpin because he's super hard to move. Um, super hard to take down. Can displace people pretty well with his good card. Um, hard to kill. Like he's just he's got the full package. Kingpin loves. <clears throat> yeah. But if we want to lean towards Shadowlands Daredevil, he's fine there. But what I think I would like to see if we were playing, if we're leaning to help Shadowlands Daredevil with a slot, is Mystique. Yeah. Um. I think he desperately needs one more guy with rapid fire. Um, one more three threat for Shadowlands, but also, also, um, I don't know if you've played against Mystique with Shadowlands. It's, um, and it's not Hellmonger. Uh, but I played in the cut. I think it was either cuts or the last round before cuts versus uh, one of the guys from, I think the Inhumans podcast or is that what it's called? Infamous. Infamous. I'm so stupid. I'm shout sorry. out to Colin. Very fun game, but he played Shadowland and had Mystique and Killmonger. And Mystique goes and deceptions me 
my juggernaut specifically, the guy I just said was really hard to kill. <laughs> um, does a bunch of damage to him. And then Killmonger goes, plays, uh, uh, what is it? It's usurp the throne and yeah. then dazes him because he's got like three HP left. Like Killmonger could kill anything with three HP on it. Oh yeah. Uh, takes his hammer or whatever he has and gets like a four point swing, the two from the card and then the point he was standing on and the hammer. And it was insane. And there was absolutely literally nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Um, and it was terrifying. So I think if we're going Kingpin more likely juggernaut, I think juggernaut can fit somewhere in, we could find a place for juggernaut. Yeah. We can find a place for jugs, but I think this would be a really good mystique spot. And then we could find a way to get deception in there. Cause that's just, it's so good for Shadowland and Kingpin likes it too, because she's also hard to kill mm -hmm. stealth and martial artists make this really weird bubble where most of the things that do well into killing her actually have a really hard time killing her. Yeah. Um, and so she's deceptively hard to kill and deception is so good for Kingpin. It is insanely good for criminal. Center. It really is. I, I'm with you. I think Mystique is an excellent, excellent choice here. And it's one of those things where taking out a MODOK seems weird because, and it, and it actually kind of goes against the way I tend to play, but that's why we do this is trying to, to expand my horizons. So when I see a MODOK, like I think I love the control, right? I love the, yep. the big dice pool, the sap, the control, the throw, all of that. So like, that's the kind of stuff I like to do. So I'm going to take Modoc out and we're going to throw Mystique in because I'm definitely with you here. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So let's talk about tactics cards and we take out aim lackeys and we put in deception. Easy peasy. Yep. Easy plug and play. Exactly. So with this now, we've got Mystique in there. Where else do you i mean i'm having a hard time trying to think about who to take out now because i definitely like pyro here in criminal syndicate and i like him in shadowlands quite a bit but i definitely like you said i want to lean more in that rapid fire or at least uh, maybe i'm thinking about it too much maybe, maybe that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about too much well let's think about pyro for a second right i think pyro i think pyro and blob is where i want to focus yeah, because I think they're I think they're decent together, but they're also doing two different things. So Pyro is really good in uh, Shadowlands. Yes, um, we talk about he's a three threat. Great, he has Incinerate, so that helps you with the uh, with the offense, obviously. Um, but he doesn't have Rapid Fire, but he does have a Beam Three. Yeah, um, and. I don't know if people know how this, that this is how Pyro works. So I'm going to tell you how Pyro works with Flame Jet real quick. So you lay down a beam three and you get three people in that beam. You roll four dice with a reroll and you get a wild. So you incinerate that first guy you just shot. Yep. Tack resolves. Now you say, well, I'm going to use fire manipulation. His um, passive ability. What's it? Yes. Passive. Fire manipulation. It's, it's an innate ability. Yep. Innate. That's, I can't think of names today. <laughs> so fire <laughs> manipulation says when you target an enemy character with an attack as the attack is resolved, if they're incinerated, give another character within two incinerate. So now the second guy you beam gets incinerated by fire manipulation. And now you're attacking a guy with your beam 
four with a re-roll because you're in Shadowlands Daredevil. Um, who fire. is now rolling one less defense dice. Mm-hmm. And then you finish that attack and you say, well, that third guy, I'm going to now incinerate him. And then you get another four die attack with a re-roll into another incinerated target. And it's very good. <laughs> yeah, and this is assuming you didn't have three power to stoke the flames. Yes, assuming you're not rolling actually a six die with a re-roll. Exactly. Um, which, if you stoke the flames into three targets, that's 18, that's uh, 21 dice from uh, one action. Oh, a move God. and then uh, a stoke the flames. I just, like, definitely just got excited by that prospect. And we And we talked about an average three-threat character with rapid fire effectively gets 20 dice. Yeah. So one single flame jet stoke the flames on a three characters is 21 dice. You actually go better. Um, so, and, and if you get two characters in the beam and get two attacks, it's the same, but you're hitting two characters instead. Yeah. Um, so pyro is good. Uh, blob is good because he's hard to remove. Uh, he's hard to kill. Um, He's a big boy and he's got, uh, does he? Yeah, he's got a push. He's got a uh, push on his strike. Push. Yeah. But I feel like one of these has got to go. And I think that one of these has got to go for Juggernaut. Uh, I was going to say one of them's got to go for Rhino. Or Rhino. I, I like Rhino too, actually. Uh, and I was I think thinking. either one is legal. I think Blob yeah. goes for Rhino. I like that. Um. I like Rhino here, obviously because we can rob people. Yeah. And because he's like juggernaut light. Exactly. Um, but also with criminal with uh, Kingpin Criminal Syndicate, he can rob someone and then th- put that extract on someone else. Pick it yes. up and put it on someone else. It's five power, but that's not that hard for Rhino. Right. Uh, after he gets going. But you can steal an extract and pass it to somebody and then go somewhere else and do something else. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And so with that, like, I, I think for me, I understand why Juggernaut, Juggernaut is purpose-built for Criminal Syndicate. I, I get that. But I think Rhino provides a similar benefit for one threat less. And it's like, you're already going to be locked into something like Kingpin, where you're you're already a four-threat leader. Now you've got trying to have a five threat character in Juggernaut, I think a character like Rhino says, okay, cool. I can get some of these other beneficial characters in there into my squad. Like I want a winter soldier. I want a black cat. If I'm playing something where I need to go run and steal objectives and and that means steal objectives. That's also when playing with Kingpin, black cat is great because she's so mobile. Yep. So I think Rhino here makes sense. Now, tactics cards wise, what do we take out in order to put in the robbery? So that's a good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thanks. And it's going to sound a little weird for people, some people, because it's when you read this card, it looks like one of the best cards you've ever read. And that's shadow organization. You look at shadow organization and you think, I pay two power and my guys get better stealth. Why wouldn't I take that? Um, the issue with shadow organization is that the characters you want to have the super stealth 
typically can't get the super stealth because they're not criminal syndicate. People like Pyro and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Mystique. Um, they they're not criminal syndicate. Shadowlands Daredevil just has regular stealth and martial artists, so he's in the same bubble as Mystique. Like, yeah, he doesn't need it. Black Cat has doesn't stealth. need it. Black Cat has stealth. Kingpin doesn't want it. Bullseye doesn't care because he's too threat. No one cares. Um, yeah. And typically they don't have two power. And if they have two power, what you'd rather be building power for is all according to plan. Exactly. Um, so shadow organization, I don't like because it's just too hard to really work. It's very awkward. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. And that, that was going to be my, my choice also the second one. And Similar where when you read this card, it seems like it should be amazing is Hood's Gang. And I love Hood's Gang. I, I want to go. If you're getting a reroll, basically you get Shadowlands leadership for again. Again. Yeah. And it, what's nice is if you're playing Kingpin and you bring Hood, it kind of really can turn up that damage. However, you have to activate Hood first to get the most benefit out of it. And a lot of times, at least in my experience, Hood as your first activation is not the way to go. So I thought that too, but looking at Criminal Syndicate, Shadowlands specifically, you don't mind doing Hood first a lot of the time because you're typically not caring about the heal. Um, right. you, you may or may not start out in your other form or whatever. But like doing him first isn't usually bad. Uh, Cause you're, you're just trying to, he's just another guy that shoots rapid fires. Right. That's fair. So if you position him well to shoot someone you care about, like it's probably fine. I actually don't mind hoods gang and specifically shadowlands. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And, and I'm, that's why I didn't suggest to take it out. It's just, that would have been my other suggestion. The one, another suggestion, this is a card I do think we should take out, but not, I think that I've spoiler alert. I already took out, uh, shadow organization for you sir, for uh for this is a robbery on my, on my screen same uh another card i think i don't particularly care for is escort to safety yeah uh so i think if we were playing juggernaut escort to safety makes a lot of sense makes more sense yeah yes but because we're not playing juggernaut here i think escort to safety can go bye-bye yes um reasonings for me or a lot of the same reasoning that for the shadow organization, we don't really have enough power to deal with it. We don't have enough power to really give for it. It's also, it's, it's more for me yeah. about it's, it's that, but also just in general, like you were going to want to do this as an early thing. A lot of the time, or, or it's like the late game, you're trying to, to find a good time to use it and all that stuff. And I can tell you right now, you always forget about it. And it's one of those things yeah. where like why juggernaut makes this so good is because he can move, get that three power and chill in the middle. And like, let's say you ran somebody up to grab an objective and then they get attacked. Now juggernaut's like, okay, cool. I'm going to escort to safety them away. So now you can't attack. And by the way, you just wasted your attack. Thanks. Like, yeah, that's why it's good. But in this situation here, we don't have any way to really leverage it. I feel like there's, I think that that's true. I think that there's also the problem where if you're playing Shadowlands Daredevil. You don't care if your guys get dazed. They're you you're taking a bunch of three threats. Like there's no one you're trying to protect. Right. Um, 
And if you're playing Kingpin, your guys better be in position to hold a point. And if you escort to safety them, they're they're out of position now. Yeah. So you saved them to give your opponent what they wanted anyway. So it just doesn't really do anything in that instance. It, occasionally it helps someone who's going to activate and move back on the point, but you can't guarantee that. Your opponent's not going to give you that most of the time. Yeah. So hear me out on, I know you probably have a suggestion and I'm probably going to steal the thunder on it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Warpath. No, that's not what I wanted to say. Okay. Mine's way worse than Warpath. Way worse than Warpath? Oh, you'll love it. You will love my suggestion. All right, let's hear it. Um, versatile strategy. Get out of here with that nonsense. Versatile strategy is my suggestion. All right, so my, what what is versatile strategy, Merzane? I'm sure most people know it, but what is it? Uh, versatile strategy is a tactics card uh, that says, I want to read it verbatim because I think it's very important, but I have yes. to find it first. Give me one second. Uh, versatile strategy, unaffiliated. An allied character with an active leadership ability may play this card. So you're, you're active leader. You may choose a non-active leadership ability of an allied character in your squad that corresponds to your squad affiliation. The chosen leadership ability is now active instead of the current leadership ability. All effects of the original leadership ability expire. Okay. So, do you have anything to say first before I go into my uh, I wanna, uh, rant? It's a great card, and it makes a lot of sense. In, I think Criminal Syndicate is probably one of the best places for it. This and Avengers. Yes. But I want to hear why you think so, because right now I'm over here thinking, mm, nah. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad you asked, Will, uh, because I have um, more than I should say. I'm not going to say everything I could possibly say. Well, we we, um, we are running long, so make it snappy. <laughs> yeah. So. We talked about how they like how both these characters like to do dy like dynamically different things, like completely separate um, strategies. So what that does is sometimes you hit the table and your list looks something like Daredevil Kingpin, eight points, Black Cat for 11, uh, Winter Soldier, and Mystique. And you have a little mix of A and a little mix of B uh, of things that like do what both want to do. You got Winter Soldier Mystique to do your, your rapid fire stuff. Shadowlands Daredevil's got good output. Um, Black Cat's not the best, but she can she can do it. Kingpin's got a beam. But then you've also got uh, Winter Soldier who stays at range and has some good maneuverability. Black Cat who can get anywhere to, to put down Kingpin's effect. Uh, Shadowlands Daredevil has uh, pretty good mobility and wall crawler, so he can kind of get places he wants to go. And Mystique is a long mover. So both of these kind of bridge the gap between each other. So a list like this. So you start the game, you look at your opponent's list, and which one do they counter? Is it Kingpin or is it Shadowlands Daredevil? And then you can pick the other one. Usually it's something like uh, you pick Shadowlands Daredevil first because they usually bring something for Kingpin. Then you play the game with Shadowlands Daredevil. You blast them, you weaken them, you get them hurting. And then now you're at the point where combat can kind of swing it and you don't want to fight anymore. So you swap to Kingpin and now you just stand on points and you win and they can't do anything because they're, they're injured. Or the opposite, you stand on points at the beginning of the game to build an advantage, or to build a nice cushion. Yeah. And then once a couple guys get dazed and you can't use the leadership anymore, you swap it to Shadowlands and use all your power to get all the re-rolls 
and get all your value. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the play that I've seen done more with versatile strategy is starting in Kingpin, then flipping to Shadowlands. And mm-hmm. part of the thing that, that I don't feel comfortable playing versatile strategy with this is one where you said, all right, look at your, your opponent's list and evaluate it and see what is better against what, right? I don't feel like I would have the capacity to do that particularly well, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And it's one of those things where I feel like, to your point, you said, okay, well, we're going to have have Shadowlands, Kingpin, Black Cat, Mystique, and Winter Soldier. Well, we've only got three characters that can pay for all according to plan at that point, which is going to be difficult. We're taking up a tax card slot in Versatile Strategy that we might not even really get to use in, in some instances and yeah. it's it's just I think it's it puts a mental load onto the players and like one of the things we've talked about before is how let's say you have you you want to switch the leaderships well if one of the leaders is dazed you can't play it mm-hmm. and usually you're not playing it on turn two you're trying to play it on turn three maybe even turn four and by that point, there's probably some damage out there on the board. And it's it's one of those things where I think it's just, I think it's good. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's very good. But it's definitely not something that I think is particularly right for what we've built with this list. Because trying to say, okay, let me put Black Cat, Winter Soldier, and Mystique in here instead of trying to throw a Rhino in there, instead of trying to throw... Uh, pyro in there and stuff like that and like I would rather have some of those characters at times I think instead of trying to leverage into that versatile strategy because I think Rhino can play with Shadowlands in a pretty decent spot whereas like Black Cat's not really getting any benefit out of Shadowlands at all like some but not really and so I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but for me, I'd rather have something like Warpath, whereas, okay, cool, you attacked me and pushed me off a point, well, now I get to come back. You know what? I'll let you have Warpath. (laughs) Thanks for (laughs) allowing me to have Warpath. It's not that I think it's the best card, per se, and it's one of those things where not many things are going to be displacing something like a Rhino, but I know with Kingpin specifically... Eve really hates getting displaced and Warpath is limiting in that it's only after an attack. So if someone throws you off a point or something like that, you're not coming back, but I still feel like there's value in Warpath or, and then also like, let's look at the restricted cards. You've got brace and patch up. I also think indomitable should be here instead of patch up. I have a slightly different, well, I think Indomitable's fine. I actually have a different um, uh, restricted I'd like. What was that mean? But, uh, real quick for Warpath, I agree with... Uh, the thing that convinced me was Mental Load and it being... That's like a really advanced tech and I feel like you have to have a lot of practice with your list and a lot of trust that you know when and where to use it. And, exactly. Like, if you're just getting into this... If you're like, oh, this list looks really fun, I think I'll try it. It's not a good card for you to use. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> With that in mind, yes. Uh, but the one I like is Follow Me. 
Um, specifically because I talked about that Mystique in the Killmonger Follow Me play. Yeah. I think it's really good. Shadowlands Daredevil loves Follow Me because all of his dudes have a bunch of power. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I will say, yeah, let's let's put Follow Me in just because I play so much Indomitable. It'll be nice to mix it up. Cool. Yeah, and I think Patch Up is fine, but... And, and I'm going to sound like an idiot saying we have plenty of power to play follow me, but not really enough to do uh, a proper patch up. But I think that's because follow me is really good in Shadowlands, and patch up is better in Kingpin and Kingpin has more power generation issues than Shadowlands. Correct. Correct. So brace is fine though. So anything else on, I think we've got our characters and tactics sorted. Anything else on the crisis? Like right now, what I've got for crisis secures our mayor Fisk extremists and scoundrels extracts are hammers research station and spider infected mayor fisk scoundrels and extremists fear grips research station spider infected um no those all seem good you i mean there's nothing wrong with like paranoia or um deadly legacy virus is still pretty good Actually, yeah. yeah, I think I like Deadly Legacy Virus more I, than a uh, Spider Infected. I was going to say Spider Infected. I don't love because again, you want your people to be on points, and having to spend an action to move back onto points is terrible. Yeah, it's not the worst. You can do it, but it's not as bad as like um, I don't know. I think that a uh, extremist is probably wor- or not extremist. Uh, uh, Senators is probably worse, and Montesi formula is probably worse. Um. Because you don't want to give people mystic beams. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. And struggle for the cube is probably worse, but I I forgot Deadly Legacy Virus exists, and it's still really good, and you have a lot of ways to move. Uh, with Kingpin, you can move stuff, and with uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, having your guys get, like, staggered or something really hurts. And, yes. Uh, it kind of helps sometimes. No, it can't. I actually cannot help with stagger. It helps with stuff like stun or um, incinerate. Right. And and yeah. oh, wait, no, it doesn't do that anymore. I, I'm stupid. Wait, yeah, no. What are you talking about? It doesn't do. It doesn't clear anything anymore. It's not cool anymore. And it's just it, it's stupid. Now. It just okay. exists. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, uh, and is there anything that we would change for Riot Spark? Because I know you said you didn't love that. Um, Infinity Formula is good. Riot Spark is just. I don't think I like D's as much for Kingpin. Yeah, let's do Infinity Formula. I like that better. Or Intrusions. Intrusions is nice. But I'm going to go with Infinity Formula. I like that better. Okay. Yep, cool. So, final list. Black Cat, Bullseye, Hood, Killmonger, Kingpin, Pyro, Shadowlands Daredevil, Winter Soldier, Mystique, and Rhino. Tactics cards are all according to plan. Brace for impact, cruelty, hoods gang, mark for death, usurp the throne, deception. This is a robbery, warpath, and follow me. Secure crisis, mare fisk, scoundrels, infinity formula, extracts are hammers, research station, and deadly legacy virus. All right, so we are running ultra, ultra long today, and... I do want to cover this last list because I think it's interesting, but I don't know, Merzane, we, we, we're super long. We, why don't we tease it and we'll bank it for next week? Okay, cool. Yeah. So 
Uh, just as a little tease, the the list that we're going to talk about, we're going to add this into next week's episode. And what we'll do is we'll try to cut down on the recap stuff and do more of the list building stuff. And uh, this list is an X-Men red list submitted to us by Nellen, who uh, I was actually supposed to play a couple seasons ago. And due to some scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to make it happen. And all I got to say is if this is the list that I was going to play against, I would have been super scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. So X-Men Red, so be prepared for that one. And uh, Merzane, we've got to choose one of these two lists to play this week that we've talked about. Yep. And oh, I know. I, it's Criminal Syndicate. I mean, it is. It, it is the Criminal Syndicate list is the, is the one that I'm interested in playing the most. But at the same time, that Inhumans list does sound kind of fun and unique and something that a lot of people don't see very often. So, but I, I think it's a, a, again a mental load thing. Whereas, like within humans, mm-hmm. you definitely have that like slightly higher mental load. Which uh, playing convocation, I'm used to, I guess, but in a different way. Yeah, uh, I, I love the Inhumans list. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of sweet tech in there, and if I had all these characters, I might play them tonight at my local game store. But it's not a good pick-up-and-play list. Like, this is one you really want to digest for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian Freddy's got a lot going on here, I think. Um, and maybe he can elaborate to us in roster talk a little bit more about, like, what he's planning. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Criminal Syndicate list is going to be a little bit easier to pick up and, and see success with and play competently. <laughs> Which is yeah. very important to be able to put something on the board and be able to feel like you're not having to read your cards every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very fair. So, yeah, I think we're going to go with the Criminal Syndicate list, and it's one of those things where it's it's everywhere right now. Criminal Syndicate is everywhere right now, and it if you are excited to see what I can do with Criminal Syndicate, make sure to tune in to twitch.tv slash DarthBalls05, and uh, Merzane, what's that balls with? With a Z. That's right, with a Z. Uh, and uh, there's a link in the description of the podcast for that. And uh, as long as my opponent says it's cool, I will be streaming. And uh, it's one of those, I haven't really played a ton of Criminal Syndicate in a while, but I've played against a lot of Criminal Syndicate. And I'm excited to get them on the tabletop again and then, you know, run Rhino out there. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So... Yeah, make sure to check that out. I'll let you guys know when that will be played so y'all can make your plans, get your popcorn ready, and uh, you can tell me what I'm doing wrong in the chat <laughs> as the game goes through. Uh, Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me at the Gamers Guild podcast, uh, where uh, we also have Sooner, who lost to uh, that same thing we were talking about earlier, putting two, uh, two objective tokens down. And um, also Nate. From the Gamers Guild. I yeah. feel like I need to talk about the other people in this podcast a little bit. Nate, Kenny, Shadow Marvel, all those people. Everybody. I was going to mention them next time. They, they they get their spotlight on the second one. Oh, okay. Except Kenny. Except Kenny. He never gets a spotlight. No, 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 no. We love Kenny. But anyways, <laughs> so Suits, make sure to, uh, if you have an opportunity, leave a review for this podcast uh, wherever you can, if, if your platform allows for that. It really helps the show grow, helps other people discover house party protocol that are looking for marvel crisis protocol content also tell your friends all that fun stuff at your local game night if, if you feel like we've got the secret tech here that you don't want to share with anybody i appreciate that 
but please share it with everybody because, you know, it helps the show grow, all that fun stuff. And uh, also, like I said before, if you're interested in checking out the Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can come and hang out and chit chat in our Discord. It's a great time. It is the best community on the internet that I have ever found. I mean, it's just a nice little slice of goodness that is the internet. So I would appreciate that. Also, uh, check out Battle Kiwi. There's a link in the description to that website. You can uh, get a battle box from them or any order from them and 10% off your first order with them using the promo code PARTYKIWI. Uh, they're really great. I love my battle box. I know a lot of our locals have gotten one. I know you got one, Merzane, right? I did. I love it. Yeah, it is excellent. Make sure you get the metal tray attachment if you get the uh, battle box. It's really good for tournament stuff like that. And um, I, I just, I love it. I can't say good, enough good things about it. And and they don't pay me to uh, say this either. I just happen to really like their product. And uh, yeah, also we've got a giveaway going on. And Merzane, I think our our secret code has got to be robbery. It's robbery. It's robbery. So our secret code for this week is robbery. So send me that in a message and you will get a bonus entry into the giveaway. And we're giving away the... Beta Ray Bill Ulick box, as well as the Agent Venom and Spider Woman box. So make sure to uh, get your entries in for that. It'll be ending in a couple of weeks from now. And uh, yeah, any, is, am I missing anything, Merzane? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but uh, with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down, suits. Mm-hmm.